is the Andres Segovia Show. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Andres Segovia Show. I'm your host, Andres Segovia, and today I have a very special guest. He is the CEO of Ranger Candy Coffee Company, Larry. Larry, introduce yourself to the audience who may not have heard of you. Hello, I'm Larry Littlepage. I am the owner and CEO of Ranger Candy Coffee Company. We um, are a veteran-owned premium roasted coffee company. Um, it's small batch, and we have single origin. We have um, blends that we blend in-house, and we have K-cups, merchandise, and we're out here to help our mission of um, ending veteran suicide. So we are partnered with the Disabled American Veterans, which is a world-known nonprofit organization, and um, a portion of all proceeds go to them every month. We write a check to them and um, let them um, do their thing and, and help and provide resources for veterans that are hurting and struggling with the war that's still inside them. Yeah, and I'm glad you, you mentioned that uh, because it's very important for people uh, to understand that, uh, yes, the, the war didn't end when mm -hmm. they came home. Um, and as a suicide survivor myself, uh, yeah. five attempts, uh, I, I know what the the silent struggle that people feel they struggle alone in and yeah. there there is something you shared publicly in gab that i i want to touch on a, a little mm -hmm. later in the program because that's very powerful that people need to know about and yeah well we'll get to that uh so i have to ask the question since uh there's probably outsiders like me that uh didn't serve but uh respect the armed forces the name ranger candy where to where, where okay. was that we get this a lot and I get, I get a lot of hate mail asking why don't we have candy on our website? <laughs> so it's a, it's a military term. Um, it's, it's Motrin ibuprofen in, mm. in the, in military, you know, you're ruck marching with a hundred pounds on your back. You're, you're running, you're walking, you know, hundreds of miles throughout your career and your body hurts. And so you mm. eat Motrin and ibuprofen just like it's candy and that's where the name ranger candy came from <laughs> okay. yeah I, I, I totally get that um and oh and speaking of blends because uh for those that are watching and not listening to the podcast uh, right behind me i have uh, one of the more recent blends that uh you put up on a poll on gab and overwhelmingly i think it was everybody said oh, yeah. the white privilege yeah so uh i put up on instagram i made a reel um, about me trying white privilege. Um, but I, I have to ask you, what am I supposed to feel? Because I still feel the same. Um, I mean, I, I was trying out for a loan. They still told me I had to qualify. They didn't just give it to me. <laughs> so what's I, well, supposed to change? You're, um, you're grandfathered in with it. <laughs> so okay. The, um, I, I did it as a, as a, more of a joke. I mean, it's, it's mm. not serious. I mean, there's, it's unjust. Yeah. you know, a lot of, a lot of people, I mean, I'm going to start on, on Gab. I'm going to, on Fridays, I'm going to do a hate mail segment on Gab TV. Ooh, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I came up with the idea the other day, talking to a couple people and uh, the amount of hate mail I get is, is unreal. And this one really brought in the hate. I mean, <laughs> what? this of all things, what is it because it didn't work? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I guess people still don't feel privileged enough. 
Uh, <laughs> you were the most privileged country in the world. <laughs> right? What? Yeah, because I ended up buying the white privilege card from the Hotch twins, um, mm. and I didn't read the fine print. It said it didn't work on college campuses or anywhere in California. So I'm like, great, I'm in California. <laughs> it doesn't work here. But yeah. I did I did buy the uh, the oppressed race card. So I did get that one, and I, I, I guess that worked out <laughs> so, yeah no but it's it's all about uh, branding marketing you know it's uh, i think I just, it was a marketing place i think it worked i just think you know in 2022 we should all be able to laugh it doesn't yeah. matter what it is you know yeah and 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 what? i just did a a creator's stream um just the day before we're recording this it's mm-hmm. the first time i actually do it it's the third anniversary since i rebranded my show the andres Govich show i actually been cool. doing this for 19 years it started as a newsletter morphed into a blog podcast uh, and eventually video content when I was covering tech. Um, and uh, all, most of the time I did uh, political commentary analysis and things like that. But at the same time, uh, I did something that was fun, like uh, covering uh, film music or, or movies right. that I enjoyed before everything you know, uh, went to the crapper as, right. uh, as things are now. But that's because I, you, you can't just uh, be raged about politics the whole time. And honestly, if you're distracted by Washington and not knowing what's happening with your state legislator or at the municipal level, th- that's what's impacting you immediately. And right. people just that kind of miss that. So, um, yeah, like you said, you have to be able to lie. That's why I, for my third anniversary, you know what? I'm going to think different. And mm-hmm. I want to uh, talk with other content creators that may or may not agree with me. Uh, I had three creators on and we had a good time at the very end. He asked me, hey, are you going to do this again? It's like, I- I'd love to. <laughs> Not just because it's fun. Right. We don't really have to be like in rage mode the whole time. It, it's good to have good conversation and just see other people's point of views. Yep, that too. Like, just like you said, we don't have to get mad because someone else thinks differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I, and I, the example I used the other day, I was talking to someone about this kind of stuff, about people having different views. You have to think of it like a marriage, like a friendship mm-hmm. or even acquaintance you have two separate lives coming together to form one. Mm. Now you don't got to get romantic with your friends, but (laughs) you know, it's, it's two separate backgrounds and you're coming together, you know, to have a conversation. Yeah. 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 And and that's what I think. Um, It's, you are able to find those that are more willing to have it than, than not. Um, And if we just pay attention to say social media or our our politically galvanized world that we operate in, then yeah, it would seem like everybody just wants to just shout at you. Yeah. Twitter is not the real world. So right. that's why I told people like, get off Twitter. I, I, that's why I'm across so many different platforms just so I don't have to use Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm on Gab, Parler, Minds, uh, Getter to an extent, uh, and now on True Social, a, as you are too. Yeah. So it's, it's like, I do all that just so I can stay away from the, the cesspool of just negativity, pessimism, hate, and the shout matches that go on right. over there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. But yeah, hate mail, uh, that's going to be interesting. You put that up. You better send me the link because I want to check it out. Yeah, for sure I will. Because <laughs> yeah, then I could, uh, I do a segment uh, called uh, Andres Reads um, uh, Supporting uh, Comments on Instagram. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of reading mean tweets, <laughs> and and I have family and friends here that get so angry and they're like writing to me and messaging me. It's like how could how dare they say that? It's like hey, it comes with the territory. It's, yeah. People are hiding behind Avatar. I didn't just say it to my face. Mm-hmm. I doubt they ever will. But they're they're social justice warriors or keyboard warriors. Yeah, uh, and they know that you might not ever run into them. So that's what they do. 
And, and the thing, they're people who would never have a voice if it wasn't for the internet being invented mm-hmm. because they would never say it to someone's face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like some people were making the joke, and I, I hate even bringing this up, but uh, had it been The Rock saying the G.I. Jane joke at the Oscars, I yeah. everybody does that Will Smith would have gone up there to slap him. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I don't see that going. But that I have to ask because now we're since we were touching on the origin of the name. Um, so I didn't hear any coffee mentioned in that. So how do, is it that the unbeliever or the non-coffee drinker goes into the armed forces, they come out a coffee addict? Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, yes and no. It's different for me. I've been drinking coffee since I was five years old. So, you, you know, right. my, my, my father was had me make him coffee when I was little at a young age, you know, and mm. I, um, you know, just a kid being a kid, I'm like, I want to see what it tastes like, <laughs> you know, and I actually liked it as a kid. Oh. And so I would drink it without him knowing, you know, and, how would they not know if you were bouncing off the walls? Though? Well, that they probably couldn't fit, connect the two dots. <laughs> I'm going to give them that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I would, uh, you know, take a drink every time I'd make them a cup and, you know, things like that. But and then it just it just came through. And then I worked in a coffee shop as a teenager and I and I enjoyed it. But um, I always loved and it goes with anything. You know, I love business in general mm. and I just really enjoy coffee. So I'm like, it's the two separate things. And um, I mean, yeah. Forget what I was saying there. It's it's. <laughs> You it's enjoy uh, business and you enjoy it's coffee. Two things that I really enjoy connected to one. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's fun while doing it. You know, I don't want to be a barista by any means, mm-hmm. but the, the roasting process is, is just very enjoyable. And then creating different blends, the amount of time and effort that goes into creating just one blend is, you know, people would never understand, you know, you're talking, week, you're talking weeks and months of testing and testing and testing till you get just the right amount of bean count in a cup, wow. you know, just like th- there's all kinds of different rules you can read on the internet and all that. So you, you can't go off, you have to go off your, your own taste buds, but then you have to ha- let other people taste it, especially non-coffee drinkers mm. as crazy as it sounds because their taste buds aren't tainted with, you know, McDonald's and Starbucks and, and all these other people's coffee to where, you know, I've had so many different coffees. It's hard for me to taste something and I can taste the quality, but mm. the actual coffee taste itself is still the same across the board, mm. but there's different, different aromas and everything involved. Yeah. It's almost like wine. That's, yeah, why, exactly. I, I, that's why I told people that uh, it, uh, when I, whenever I compare coffee and what, what's it like? Well, so is tea, but um, yeah. I, I tell them coffee is much like wine. Uh, you have to um, basically, it, it, I guess you could say the uh, the wine connoisseurs, like they yeah. know how to like the flavors and divide it. You got to appreciate it and all that. Um, all right. I began to understand that when I fell in love with coffee again. Um, and that's actually a story I'll tell you um, in, in a bit, but I, I want to keep the, the wheels going on getting to the origins of yeah. of how you got to end up doing your own coffee shop. Uh, because that's what you're doing now, but you said you were, uh, you worked at a coffee shop when you were a teenager. Uh, when did, how long did it take for you to finally say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to open my own coffee shop. Um, 
we don't have a coffee shop. We're a roastery. Oh, well, your own, yeah. your own coffee company. Yeah. But, uh, the, um, I, uh, I got into construction actually. And that is when I was like, I am, I don't, I, I see all these other guys, you know, these guys come work for me or I go to job sites and, and, and see subcontractors and they're 40 years old and can barely walk, you know, and all this stuff just because the, the industry just destroys your body. Well, my body's already hurt enough from the military. So it's like, I'm like, I got to think of something else I want to do. So my wife and I discussed it and um, we're like, you know, I was, I was doing my research and stuff. I knew how to drink coffee. I knew not a single thing about how to, how to get it from a bush to a cup. Mm. And so we talked to a bunch of professionals. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Your, uh, your screen froze. Um, can you hear me okay, though? I can hear you. Okay. Um, Let's continue. <laughs> yeah, keep going. All right. So I was interested in how it gets from a bush, and it's actually, well, a lot of people don't know, it's a berry. It goes <laughs> from a berry bush to your cup. And, you know, di- how things are made really intrigues me. I love watching and seeing how things are made. And just the process of going through and and what it takes to a cup of coffee is just very enjoyable. So we discussed it in 2018. Then the kind of the fire that was under me to get me going was somebody told me that I couldn't do it. Oh, and boy, were they wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. me being me and hard headed, I always fill my plate up too much. You know, I got a construction company. I don't have the time for it. I got a family. I got daughters. I don't have any time for it. But I, when someone told me that I couldn't do it, I was like, okay. And I did it. The next day I had a website up. I had vendors. I had all this stuff. And uh, I was like, I'll figure it out. You know, and that mm-hmm. was in 2018. Well, yeah, the beginning of 2018. Mm-hmm. And then um, it went on about a year in to uh, being in business, um, Recoil Magazine reached out and did an article on me, um, Omni Military Loans, and uh, there's someone else. And that kind of gave me a boost. And I'm like, maybe I'm onto something here, yeah. you know? And um, I didn't know the reason why I started in the beginning, besides I was told I couldn't do it. And then as I progressed through that first year and started getting noticed, I, I got to thinking, I was like, I can't, I can't keep all this to myself. You know, I, I'm, I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to be self-centered. So I was like, man, there's so many different <laughs> routes in this story. Um, oh, I hate to bounce back and forth. I'm it's, a your story. <laughs> it's your story. But, uh, when I, de- I deployed in 2000, in 9, 2010, I was in the unit that ended Operation Iraqi Freedom. Mm. And they say that the worst times of war is the bloodiest times of war is the beginning and the end. And mm. we ended the war and it was probably some of the bloodiest bloodshed in the war. And um, I lost a lot of friends and so did a lot of the people around me. So when we came back, we um, we lost 
we lost about 15 guys to suicide. And it's always hurt me. And every year we all get phone calls. Hey, so-and-so passed away. He killed himself. And, um, and this was in my, like I said, this, now I go back to my story about starting the business. This was, I just had enough. I was in my first year of business. I'm like, I'm finally to a point to where I can make change because I have something I can make change with. I don't want to talk finances, but it's like, you know, now I'm established enough financially where I could actually help people in a way and not just feed my family. And then I go back to my job. Mm. So that's when I decided, you know, the, the VA has helped me tremendously and the disabled American veterans, the VA is government funded though. The disabled American veterans isn't. So I didn't want to pump, pump my money back into the government. So that's why I decided to go with the, the dis- disabled American veterans because they have helped me in situations that no one would ever, I will never talk about, you know, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a lot that comes with going to war and, mm-hmm. you know, they've been there for me when there was no one else to talk to. So with, you know, with that, that's who I wanted to choose. I mean, and just like, anything in business, you'll have people that like your decision and people that don't like your decision. Yeah. It doesn't matter because you're never going to make everyone happy. That's just life. Yep. So, um, I decided to do that. I started putting my proceeds into the, you know, to the disabled American veterans every month. And we still do that to today. But as I progressed the coffee company, it, um, it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and just kept growing. Then the whole COVID thing happened and a lot of the suppliers in that oh, yeah. with the coffee beans became an issue. And, and in the beginning, I was using someone else's facility. Hmm. So I was using Temecula Coffee Roasters. I got a buddy that's an executive there and I was using their facility because I have my wife and I, and I'm own a construction company and I don't have time to close, but the coffees were still, we picked the coffees, you know, we did the blends and different things. And it was all our stuff just in their facility with our name on it. You know, basically we employed them to do the roasting part for us. Mm. And, um, then let's just, you know, we slowed down during COVID um, because the facility I was using was having issues. I would have never shut down my facility if I had my own at the time. Uh-huh. And the uh, I, I got to a point to where I'm like, you know, I, I want to I want to go to the big leagues with this company and that's when I was talking to my sister at Midwest naturals, Jesse. And she said, uh, she said, won't you get on gab? And I'm like, what's gab. And she's like, well, aren't you in for, aren't you in for something good? She's like, gab is exactly you because I, I have a mouth on me and everything else. Not a bad way. I just I'm not going to let someone talk down on me for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then get blocked on like Facebook and stuff. You know, you talk okay. down, Facebook blocks you. It's yeah, like not exactly. the person you're talking to. 
Yeah. And it's like, they're the ones that talk down to me and I'm blocked and they're not. <laughs> so the, um, I got on Gab in October and that's when just our whole lives changed. The coffee company was just steadily going up from 2018 to October last year. And I told my wife, I said, if I get on Gab, I'm going 110% committed because I could have done better over the last few years in committing my time and efforts to the coffee company. Mm. And so I said, if I get on Gab, I said, I'm just going all in. And and that's, that's what I did. I mean, day one of me opening a Gab account, I was committed and Gab, Gab showed up. I mean, I love Gab. They are my second family and they showed up. They supported the cause and they have completely changed our lives. And it's been what, five and a half months, you know, wow, just that huh? it's, it's unreal. The amount of support we've gotten. That's why like, I, I don't care about the hate mail. It's funny to me. I got the thickest skin out of anybody on there. It don't bother me none. I ain't going yeah. home crying to my wife over nothing. Yeah. You know, they, the, it just intrigues me that they would waste so much of their time trying to put other people down when it literally doesn't affect me. Yeah. But it, it's good content. It will be good content. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It better be. <laughs> so we, um, Two months in, so let, let's go December. December, I bought a commercial roaster and I moved everything in-house. Mm. Um, and told my buddy at Temecula, I said, thank you. You guys have, you know, helped me get to this point. They've educated me. You know, I've been, you know, I've, I've trained and talked with some of the biggest professionals in the business. And because I just, I love to talk and I love to learn even though I didn't do that too good in school, but the um, December came, I bought my first commercial roaster. We have a space here where we're at, you know, a commercial space. And um, that, because my wife backtrack, man, there's so much of the story. I'm telling you, (laughs) it all comes together. Eventually. I promise my wife was a realtor and and we had a commercial building and Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, when this happened, we, we, we kicked the realtors out. My wife stopped being a realtor mm. because she does, does, doesn't have time, especially because I still have my construction company. Yeah. So we bought a roaster, commercial roaster in December. We're roasting, we're roasting, we're roasting. February, you know, two months ago, February, the, the little roaster became, we, we, I call it the little roaster, but it was pumping out 120 pounds a day. And we outgrew it immediately, wow. you know, two months in six, you know, 60 days. So I had to up it again and I bought a larger roaster. And now where we stand right now is we can put out 600 to 700. If I push it pounds a day and a day is an eight hour work shift. Yeah. And I'm working on my last house and I got about 60 days. Yeah probably 50 to 60 days left on my last house right now. And then I'm retiring from the construction business wow. and it's going to be coffee full time. That, that's awesome. The way I look at it from a business standpoint, cause like I told you, it doesn't matter if I'm selling Easter baskets. Like I love business, 
I love the journey. I love the process. It's just, you know, me and coffee are like a married couple. So I have <laughs> to do coffee. Yeah. But the, um, the, uh, what was I saying? But yeah, coffee has been, I work 6 a.m. till 4 p.m. And then I come, I get off work and do coffee from about 4.30 to 2 a.m. every day. So now it's like, I really got to get this out. I got to pick one or the other, you know, or mm-hmm. I'm going to burn myself out or one of, one of the other. And, you know, my family misses me. My kids are like, are you going to, are you going to come home anytime soon? And I'm like, yeah, you got to understand the bigger picture. They're too young to understand the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, we got a four and a five year old daughter and daughters. And uh, it's just, I just, I can't stop. It's addicting to work and, and be in business and, it's just time. I feel it. You know, I had a real heart to heart with myself this past week. It's hard to get out of the construction business because I've been, I've been in it for so long mm-hmm. and I've done incredible things with it. I mean, and it's, it's, it's really fun to see somebody's dream on paper and make it a reality. Yeah. I mean, it's, and seeing the the happiness and joy in people's dream homes, you know, and, and in them because they have their dream home and, I'm going to miss it, but I think, you know, in my heart, I feel it's the right call. You know, my, my heart isn't in it like it used to be ever since I started the coffee. So, you know, I'm just going to flick coffee beans for the rest of my life, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and through it, hopefully also spending yeah. uh, more time with the, with the family because, uh, as I told you before, we even started rolling. Um, I too do uh, multiple businesses, primarily yeah. being uh, construction, mostly right now as renovation more than actually building from the ground up. Right. Anybody in California would know that technically single family homes are outlawed as of this year or a zoning, at least you can yeah. still kind of build one. Uh, but zoning has been um, single family zoning was removed because of its racist history. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's, it, it, all in California, come on. Uh, not too surprising, but yeah. Um, uh, but I, I do get that uh, from my kids. Um, I have three. Uh, my daughter just turned nine. My son is on his way to seven. My youngest is four. And wow. what isn't common knowledge is that I'm actually having a fourth. So oh wow, uh, congratulations! Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's so awesome. um, yeah, it's it 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 does it does weigh on me a lot when uh, it, leaving from work, they're asleep. Coming home from work, they're asleep. Yeah. We just missed out, and uh, a buddy of mine that just got deployed, uh, just, and he's uh, um, my age. I'm, I'm 37. He's uh, just about a year or two younger than me. Uh, his kids are all grown up, uh, but wow. th- this is a different deployment for him because his kids are grown up, and he already wow. missed out on them growing up. And now, like now, they're, they're adults. I'm going to miss out on what they're achieving now, or, or on their way to adulthood. So it it hits uh, different for him because um, he's basically missed out a lot and right. um, not entirely by choice, by necessity, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I'm wishing him well out there. We, we talk uh, every two weeks or so, you know, just yeah. keeping in touch. But, um, but yeah, that's, it, it does, it does weigh down. And that's something that people sometimes miss from us small business owners, because uh, the way I describe a business, you describe it as a marriage. Uh, and I, 
I actually describe it as a, an infant child that never grows up. It needs yeah. your attention 24 mm-hmm. seven. And it's, it's, it, it's amazing how much of your life is spent uh, in business. And when it's a small business, it's hard to switch off the work and be family at home right. and be personable and not have the business uh, stress drag you. Um, because my wife, uh, early on in our marriage, she was working with me. Our marriage would have ended had she worked more than a year with me. It's like, it's, this is not going to work. Yeah. Um, so she ended up working somewhere else before she became a, a full-time stay-at-home mom. And it's been the better for it. I made enough for both of us in California, believe it or not. So um, it, was, uh, it was good enough. And, uh, and even with, with kids. So uh, she recently started working uh, in the office again. And it's been a whole different experience. We're partners now. And it's so awesome. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's That's wonderful how- to see that synergy. My wife was a school teacher in California for 10 years. I mm. saved her from California. So when I met her, I said, you're out of here. I'm, I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, okay. And um, I lived in Seattle for eight years while I was in the army. And um, I've lived everywhere just because of the military yeah. and, you know, and work, you know, I go coast to coast with my construction company. You mm. know, I'm not centered to just right here in my, this little town. Um, actually the only work I do in this town is for my own houses you know i don't i'm not to the public here but um the uh the whole with my wife you know i had she was a realtor and then you know i'm like i'm doing the coffee thing you know when she came here to arkansas you know well we came here she became a realtor and then i was like you know i I need you at home you know i need someone on the home front because I'm so busy. And so she's a stay at home mom and she homeschools our daughter, our, Mm. our, our one daughter, our other daughter lives in Ohio. Um, so I have two daughters, one with my wife and then one from a previous relationship. But, um, we, we go up to Ohio every month to see her, but, uh, her, um, but yeah, like you're saying, it becomes, it becomes stressful until you figure out your places. And that's, that's what I'm, I'm working on now because this, like the coffee company has grown so fast and it's not to brag about it. You know, it's an accomplishment is what yeah. is the way I see it. And, you know, a lot of people get mad about other people's accomplishments and it's, it's, it's actually quite sad, you know mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I even get hate mail from other businesses on, on like Gab and stuff. Wow. And it's just like, you know, we're all in this together, you know, and, and I help, I've helped a lot of businesses on gap. You know, there's a lot of people who's come to me and asked me for advice and stuff. And I'm, I'm an open book. I Mm. want everyone to succeed. I really do. You know, that's the whole American dream. You know what, why get in business to put other people down? Yeah. Get in business, make connections and network, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting you bring that up because uh, we might be talking about similar companies here, but uh, mm-hmm. I do follow um, certain companies on Gab. And it was just, I felt it was a very cryptic message that uh, eventually disappeared about uh, one of them just uh, say probably things weren't being managed correctly. They were freezing orders and things like that. Oh, snap, what's, uh, what's going on? And there hasn't really been much of any communication in about a month. I'm like, oh man, I hope they're doing all right because I, I enjoyed their coffee as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's not like, like you said, it's not to brag, but it's, it's also right. an accomplishment in of it itself is right. that there's a lot that goes into this 
uh, sacrifices, blood, sweat, tears, no sleep, and, and all this. Um, you you miss out on a lot. That's part of the sacrifice because yeah. you're trying to build something that becomes a livelihood. And if you're, I love this line from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's if you must work for a living, why do you kill yourself working? So that's kind of why I do uh, my show, which is uh, this is probably my fourth job, you could say, because yeah. being a content creator is full time, and you got to be on social media to promote it and make connections and set up meetings like this. Uh, and that that also takes time. Yeah. But I did this as a way uh, to find enjoyment in what I do, because even though I'm good at what I do for my other work, it's boring. It can be stressful. And at times I hate it. So yeah. I'm like, well, how can I bridge the gap of what I do for fun and what I do for a living? It's like, why not help educate people? So then to be able to better take advantage of my services, for example, if it's going to be in the real estate sphere or right. in construction, so they can be better educated with what they're going to do for a project and not uh, um, not go in so excited. And then like, yeah, I just blew out the budget. Now I'm in debt. I'm getting divorced now because it didn't work out, whatever. You know, because a lot of stress can come from all these different things. So that's kind of where all this came along. Because um, I had mentioned I've been doing this for like 19 years, uh, right. where it was politics, this politics, that. Now it's yeah, I still have moments like that because not because I bring it up, right. it's because the state is attacking property rights and and mm-hmm. making it uh, difficult with much more zoning laws, building codes, and all this stuff that's basically crippling the industry. And then saying that we have a housing affordability crisis and a housing shortage. It's like you made the shortage. Yeah. So uh, that's what I do. And then I'm uh, I get demonetized or I get throttle shadow banded on YouTube and other places. And then it's it's my fault for commenting on what's actually going on it's not even commentary it's literally saying what's going on uh, right so it comes with the territory i understand that's why i'm, I'm, I'm on other platforms i have to ask you this before it slips my mind though i i thought you were on gab longer than that but i remember seeing a picture when i was first looking for coffee companies on gab i've only been there for a for a year i just renewed my gab pro um and i remember seeing a picture of, of someone saying thank you and it was with a picture of a bunch of usps boxes of coffee going out the door i yeah. don't remember if that was you that was that was us that was um man that was seems like forever ago five and a half months wasn't that long ago but i feel like we've we have caffeinated gab for like 10 years it feels like <laughs> because the amount of you know that we've done we're at almost 2300 orders wow. and thanks to gab and yeah, that was us. That was, um, we had a day where we, man, we had like 140 orders in a single day. That was our biggest day. And that was about, that was about, I think that was in November. No, yeah, um, prob- every, probably so. Yeah, everyone was, everyone was um, shopping for Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I remember that. I think that's when I'm like, I think I got to get on this. I got to find out what this is all about. Yeah. I, I think, um, I kind of lost count which and I tried first. I have to look at my shopping history, but I remember falling head over heels with that Peru, the Peruvian blend. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, cause I, I, I prefer single origin. Yeah. Like, I guess I should tell you this, how I started uh, falling in love with coffee all over again. Uh, us in, in our culture, we call it el cafecito. It's literally like a latte. So yeah. e- even as teenagers or even younger than that, our tweens, um, um, mama would make a, uh, a latte. And we call it cafecito. We have some French bread and eat it. That became like like a thing. So I tried making it, but it lacks my mom's heart and soul. So it never tastes the same. So whenever (laughs) she made it, like, okay, I'll enjoy it. But then there there, there came a time where I just, 
I didn't really drink coffee anymore. I, I am also a, a tea guy, and my wife's Taiwanese. So going to Taiwan, uh, I'm now a tea connoisseur as well. So because <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that is tea. Right. So I'm, I'm picky about it. Uh, some British stuff, but mostly uh, I have to source it from Taiwan. Well, uh, my my family's origins uh, are in uh, El Salvador. So Central America, a lot of volcanoes, a lot of great places to grow these beans. But I didn't know that. So right. um, whenever I traveled uh, uh, back in the day, my, my parents would tell me, do not drink the tap water. Do not, do not, just don't drink the tap water. Well, I made sure I was careful. It was 2006. So it was just like a father-son trip uh, we made down there. And we were visiting different homes. And I was very careful not to drink the water. Someone offered orange juice. She didn't say it was tang. So I assumed it was, you know, freshly squeezed orange juice. Right. And I'm like, well, this is really good orange juice. She's like, okay, I'll make some more. And I see her busting out the um, uh, the water from the faucet and then putting it in like, oh no. Yeah, I ended up getting sick. Uh, I, yeah, amoebas yeah. were in that water and it really shot my digestive system um, to hell. So the following year when I visited uh, friends in Guatemala, I went to Antigua, Guatemala, and you should know this very well since you're uh, into coffee, right? Um, at least you should. So when I went down there, I made sure that uh, I was not going to drink not even the, the fountain sodas. Like, nope, if it's a bottled water, it has to come from a, 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 a trusted source because you can't just right. trust bottled water either. And everywhere I went that didn't have any bottled water and I didn't trust their fountain sodas, I'm like, fine, I'll have a coffee. Yeah. So everywhere I went, I was getting coffee. And then the last day, um, uh, a bunch of friends and I, we went over to Antigua, Guatemala, and I don't forget the name of the place. It's called the Hotel Real. It's like a four or 500-year-old Spanish hotel. Wow. And it's, I sat there and I asked, for a coffee i took the first sip and i literally remember just doing this because i'm talking to the people and just like everywhere else has been i just take a sip and then we just continue the conversation but i did this and for the first time if anybody's seen ratatouille it's like the world stops and you're like whoa and i just turn like ex- and I, in spanish i tell like excuse me um what coffee is this it was the first time i had like that euphoric experience with coffee that i never had before yeah and it's like it's from these hills back here? Like, yeah, we just get it from over here. Like the Finca is right there. Well, like, holy smokes, it's the closest I've ever been to the origin of the coffee. Right. I took a bag with me home. And that's where it began for me. It's like, I got to get into this, to study it more. And yeah, now I'm very picky with my coffee. Um, if I have to settle for like on the go, like fine, I'll tolerate McDonald's. I'll never go to Starbucks. Right. Uh, over here, we have coffee bean. And tea leaf, uh, uh, um, you might have heard about this one. Um, they don't have as many locations anymore, but whenever I spot them, like, okay, fine, I'll tolerate that. But I have to go find some of the hipster joints to right. get a good cup of coffee And uh, if, if I don't get a source from somewhere else. So that's why it's good that your company also does uh, coffee subscriptions for those to never miss out on coffee or they'll experience that uh, that horror story you shared this week right. with Gab. Uh, <laughs> You're out of coffee. <laughs> that's, the, well, and it's, that's the worst. And it's that's the worst horror story you could ever have. Being out of coffee. Yeah. So, um, well, that's the long and short of uh, of my adventure to fall in love with coffee. And when I ordered my first uh, cup of Ranger, well, my first uh, brew, I think it was uh, it was ground coffee. Because uh, there's another place I sourced it from called Black Mountain um, um, Coffee. Shout out to them. They're in Idlewild, California. Uh, yeah. They ship throughout the country as well. But 
um, it, because it, it's a small town up in the mountains and I have friends that live up there and, and they're very well acquainted together. And they're one of the few that provided rolls from El Salvador. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome because it's really hard to get something from, from my place because I literally traveled to El Salvador for a weekend and I made sure to go up that volcano, Cerro Verde <laughs> was called, and come back down with a bag of organic coffee because uh, right. I, I need to bring it back here. But yeah, it's, it's going to the source uh, or at least single origin. I enjoy some blends. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do prefer single origin. And now I understand what those, the flavors that, as you list out on the website too, but anybody that's curious, go to rangercandycoffeecompany.com. Use promo code on Dress to Go, you get free shipping. Uh, and when you go there, it, I love the descriptions, like what kind of flavors can they expect from right. the coffee? Uh, because some people like, it just tastes like coffee. It doesn't. Um, that's when you know they got to train their palate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I remember one of my last orders from Black Mountain, I made a mistake. Uh, I ordered whole bean by accident and I didn't have any way to grind it. So when it got here, I'm like, what do I do now? Buy a manual burr? I don't eat them. It's like, is this what they mean by Ranger candy? You just eat the bean? That's what I thought. (laughs) So then I'm like, oh, I get it. I'll just buy a manual burr. So now I have an electric burr too, just so I could do more. Um, But uh, yeah, it's it's changed the way I do uh, coffee. Um, I, I had to... Uh, I even upgraded my machine. I don't use K-Cups anymore. It's because like, uh, I'm going to take the time because the coffee's worth my time. Mm -hmm. And here's a shocker. I haven't had coffee today. I haven't had time. But (laughs) as soon as we're done, I'm going to get my coffee and enjoy it while I'm having dinner uh, because I'm overdue for that. Yeah, it's, it's, I did, I did have to ask this because I I came across um, in doing a local search. I love supporting local small Mm -hmm. business owners, support local um and uh and i I source my coffee from multiple different places ranger candy is one of my mainstays it has to be on my shelf now um that's what it's become so kudos to you and your roasting and uh um i discovered uh, that there was this uh anaheim like for for me and my my local like anaheim uh roasting company i never heard of these guys that's because they don't have a location (laughs) Uh, they just do a pop-up shop in some of these uh, uh flea markets and that's it Wow. But they can do online orders and mm-hmm. they're small enough where you can order as a um, they can roast it after you order. So like, oh, OK, cool. Right. So the small batches and that small uh, husband and wife duo, veteran owned company as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kept thinking, what is it about uh, a lot of, of these coffee companies being veteran owned? So I like it. There must be another like history of coffee that. It's it just it's a part of the, the daily life. It's what kept all you guys going out there to put up with uh, all the abuse, it seems, and then the, well, the turmoil you guys face. And that's the thing. You know, when you're in the field or you're deployed, it's a lot easier to get your hands on coffee than it is energy drinks. And, you know, energy drinks, you don't want to dehydrate, you know, mm. pump your body full of monster monsters <laughs> or Red Bulls. I mean, you're probably going to turn into a raisin. <laughs> so you know, at, least, at least with coffee, you get a little hydration, you know but that that's that's true Good it, it point. keeps you going <laughs> yeah that's and I, sure. I think that uh, that's why um so many that, that came back i i, I noticed and that's a good trend actually because uh, mm-hmm. it's always interesting to see um people roast differently even though it might be the, the same origin but they roast it a little different and they extract a different flavor from it like oh that's cool so that's giving me license to try uh explore some more uh, right. and, and I have and I have enjoyed that exploratory work and in, in seeing how other people experience their coffee. But I did find it interesting that every time I picked a coffee company, it said veteran owned. 
like, huh, I feel a lot better supporting supporting a better known company because uh, they've given us so much to be. I, I can't do this show if it wasn't for individuals like you, Larry. If it wasn't for people like you or people like Mark guys and the other GRS guys, people because like some of them come back. They don't know what to do with their life. They don't want to be an insurance adjuster and they go back. Right. And I, I did it just that you've been telling your story and I let you tell your story because and it, you might feel like it's bouncing everywhere. But that's life. Life is chaos at times. And it, it, it all comes together. And, and you know, thank God it did uh, for you, but for others, it doesn't. And that's where people that have stepped up and think about their fellow brother uh, in arms that uh, they probably keep in touch or lost touch with. But, um, you know, just pick up where, where you lift off. You guys never forget each other. You know, you have shared right. experiences that that no one else can ever relate to. And yeah. the, the fact that you still do an ex- like extend a hand uh, towards that community, that's mm-hmm. that veteran community that's oftentimes misunderstood. Um it, it 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 makes me happy to know there's people like you that that continue to think about your fellow brothers. But uh, I took time with with Mark when I interviewed him uh, to explain more of the world of the GRS. He, he's done other podcasts and things, but I felt that no one's really honed down for people to understand. These are private contractors. It's very different when you're risking way more than it is when the, suppose the government will take care of you when you come home right. and they don't. But yeah. there's there's a lot more charities uh, and nonprofit organizations that are meant to help out yeah. individuals that uh, when they come back from the service and um, and they, uh, they they served honorably and, and that was that. But for those that never stopped serving, there was nothing left for them. And that's why I guess the Benghazi story is, is such a big one. Not not one that I'm going to get into, but just one right. I'm mentioning because of just how much more was at stake for them. And yeah. they said. Americans were in danger. We're going in, and that's why I was like, "Man, my goodness!" And like, thank you, uh, um, and Michael Bay, for doing justice for their story because it really throws you into into that thing. But it's it's along those lines that, in a more serious note, that I, I wanted to touch on something because I'd be remiss if we don't touch upon it. You had a recent post on Gab regarding a phone call from a number that you didn't recognize, and you said you were so glad you took it. Mm-hmm. Can you? Uh, for those that are not on Gap, share what that story was. Yeah, so um, I had I had a a guy I was in the army with, and he um, was going through a tough time, and I haven't spoke to him in, in several years, and he's had my number. Anytime I change my number or anything, I mean, I, I get it to people it needed, and um, I had a number come across my phone the other day. And I didn't recognize it. And I, I don't pick up. I, I let the, those numbers go to voicemail because owning a business, you get so many spam calls. Oh, yeah. So if it's someone, I'll call them right back, you know. But I picked it up. Something told me to pick it up. And it was my buddy. And he was struggling. He, he was he was really struggling. And a lot of guilt, a lot of things going on in his life um, with him, with his marriage, financially. And then just once things on the home front where, you know, you should be comfortable in your own home, he's not comfortable in his own home. And then, you know, war starts kicking in, you know, his war horror stories and that start filling his brain. Basically everything bad that's ever happened in his life starts, you know, coming to, to his mind. And the, I'm glad I picked it up because if it wasn't, if I wouldn't have picked that phone up at that time, he wouldn't be here right now. 100%. And that's from the words of his mouth. And 
and I know this guy and he wouldn't just say that. That isn't like a thing to comfort himself or me like, oh, thank you. If you wouldn't have picked up, I'd be dead. But no, I know him and I know how well he's trained in everything. And it's still for him to say that he doesn't just throw that around. So I'm glad I'm glad I could have I could talk to him. I'm glad we've been in contact since I've talked Mm -hmm. to him a couple times since that. I mean, that was three, four days ago and um, he's doing well. Things are, I, you know, I told him to pray about it, you know, Mm. and if he needs me to, you know, to pray for him on the phone, we'll do it. But at that time he didn't want nothing to do with, with any religion Mm. or anything. And it wasn't the proper time. So I prayed for him when I got off the phone privately, but he, um, it's, it's like, just that phone call. And then it was 180. Like, I mean, everything changed (laughs) crazy financially on the home front, marriage wise, just things that when he was speaking to me and, you know, I just listened, you know, I let him just talk and say what he needed to to say things that I was thinking to myself, like, you know, those things won't change. And they did, you know, (laughs) you know, so he's doing a lot better. That that's so good to hear, yeah. Because uh, well, it's it's hard not to bring this up in, in this topic uh, because as soon as that debacle of a withdrawal uh, from from Afghanistan, I like the first thing I'm like, oh my goodness, people, call call your veteran friends immediately. Hundred percent. And and some people didn't they weren't grasping that they weren't understanding. No, call them now. And then the the reports of the spike in the suicide hotlines that were just off the charts, and like, and then the, the, some of them that are just off themselves. It's like mm-hmm. you, you don't you don't get it. It's like even if you don't get it, just call them. What does it hurt? No, yeah. it's just like support the troops. Yeah, you put a ribbon up. What does it hurt to make a phone call? All send them a text. Just make the call. And that's the first thing I did as soon as I was seeing that. Uh, it weighed so heavily on me, and my wife knew I was, I was uncomfortable. I was like, "What's going on? So I got phone calls to make. I got a bunch of calls to make." And uh, I made them. Uh, a, a lot of them were a lot more strong, uh, level-minded. Uh, that uh, that you know, they were shameful about what happened, but um, they stayed strong. And like, yeah, I'm calling my buddies. All right, good. I'm just checking up to make sure that you're all right. And yeah. and you know, just to keep that going. Um, and and I, I did a call also on on some social medias uh, that I was on at the time for people to know. Cause just like you said, it that one phone call, yeah. like, and you had missed that, you know, yeah. it, and just to, to weigh on you to know, like, Oh my goodness, he called me. Yeah. You know, just what would After that have several years of not talking? It's probably, well, it's probably been four, four years, wow. you know, since I've talked to him on the phone or in person. There, there was a, a viral video. I don't know if you've seen this one. Um, I have to find it just because it, it got lost in the feed. I saw this on Instagram uh, a couple of months ago. It was, I think it was the wife was recording from the car. It was at night and her husband was delivering pizzas to a buddy. They haven't seen each other like in 14 years. And I guess they had finally found each other's phone numbers and, and locations. But his buddy didn't know that he was the one delivering the pizzas. So that's a very emotional, but it's, it's shot from yeah. afar. So, you know, they're not setting this up. Right. So when the dude just saw who it was, it's like, yeah, you know, the, 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 the sprinklers turn on the waterworks and everything just because like you, 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 you it, it, it's raw, it's, it's real. 
And it's like, dude, you haven't seen each other in 14 years. And right back, they pick up right where they left off, you know. And yeah. uh, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm glad we, we touched on that. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that is, is interested, um, if you don't get coffee sourced, uh, uh, Larry doesn't just do whole bean. You guys do uh, ground coffee. So um, I think I saw something about a cold brew. We, we have a cold brew. Um, you got to brew it yourself. Mm. But I mean, we, we sell cold brew. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not one that does cold brew. Like, right. I, I know that that verse in the Bible where, where uh, God talks about you, you be hot or cold. I know he's talking about coffee. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't like it lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that's the very thing with coffee. You can have it cold. You can have it hot. I'm one of those. Um, I've tried cold brew. I'm not sold on it, but uh, yeah. hey, for those that can, sure. Why not? But uh, they can definitely find um, a, various amount of options not to mention merch like the hat you're wearing over yeah. at rangercandycoffeecompany.com um we're gonna we're gonna uh, close out here but uh, don't hang up once we um end the broadcast here yeah. uh, i want other people to know where they can follow you because uh you're not on instagram or any of the big or no, popular tech stuff we were, we were banned <laughs> that's you get for talking like, about coffee too I like much. to push the limits too much push, i guess you push the limits of coffee you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> no we are folks Big tech censorship is real. And here's a company that, uh, like, my my growth on my channel was stifled because of big tech, particularly with what happened with uh, Lottower Crowder, with Steven Crowder and the Vox Apocalypse. It wasn't his fault. It was YouTube's. But whatever the point is that the gauntlet fell, try to catch the big wells and small creators like mine, like myself, um, just, you know, we, we didn't grow. And in that stream, I think I, I might not know if I mentioned it before after we started recording where I did a, a stream with other content creators last night. Um, yeah, they all did the same things. Like, yeah, man, I'm not getting any traction on my channels. But when I'm out of there in other places, yes, exactly. Gab, uh, for example, is probably the, without any help. It's all organic. Um, Gap TV is probably my most second most interactive and most views on any videos that I've had and quickly wow. catching up to YouTube, considering that I, I have a reach about of a quarter million on YouTube and wow. just like 169 subscribers on, on Gap. That's saying something. So <laughs> um, kudos there. But uh, you can follow you on Gap, but anywhere else besides Gap? Uh, you can find us on Truth Social and it's also Ranger Candy Coffee Company. Yeah, boom. And I'll leave links for anybody uh, listening on the podcast, on the show notes that company's episode at theandersagova.com uh, and, and links also to rangercandycoffeecompany.com. So, Larry, thank you so much for joining me on the program. It's it's good to talk to you. You make great coffee. Keep it up. Oh, one thing I don't think I mentioned, um, I think literally it's your family that's your employees, right? It's just yeah. literally two of you. Um, well, it's my wife and I. And then um, yeah. I have uh, my father-in-law. He's a Navy veteran. He helps me. Uh, my sister, you know, Air Force veteran, she helps. And um, I have a, uh, I, I got a, a buddy who owns a marketing firm in Florida, and he was my section sergeant when I was deployed. And he helps me with my marketing skills. That's that's where I learn it from because <laughs> I do the marketing myself. But yeah, yeah. Well, thank you all for your service. And support a a good coffee roaster and and good folks. Uh, Thank you so much. And I'd love to have you on the program again some other time. So you're, you're welcome to it. And once again, thank you for coming on. All right. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Andres Segovia Official. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to stay in the know. If you want a question featured on the program or you never know, it could be an episode all on its own, you can message me at any of the social media links available at my website, www.theandresegovia.com. Also available there are all the directories where you can find my show. Remember to also follow me on YouTube and Instagram where other exclusive content resides. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the program. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.